If you see something, say something. We've all heard that before, right? Last summer, I saw a backpack abandoned in a park while I was on a run. I didn't have my phone with me, but I felt the need to say something. So I just kept running up to strangers to see if they could help. Nobody had a phone I could use, and pretty soon I started getting the feeling that if they did, they might want to say something about the crazy woman running back and forth on a single stretch of road, calling out to anyone she saw. I saw a backpack. Do you have a phone? I saw a backpack. Do you have a phone? A good story takes us on a journey. It reminds us of where we've been and shows us where we could go. A good story makes us feel and inspires us to act. Welcome to the Good Story Podcast, where everyday stories that make you laugh, cry, or feel slightly uncomfortable will leave you inspired as Kirsten King tells true stories and teaches truth. The church community would do well to adopt the saying, if you see something, say something. Today, we're starting part two in the series, Living in Community. Our topic, burden bearing. How do we do that with one another? What does that look like? If we see someone in need, we should say something. In fact, I think we can even extend this saying to include, and if you need something, say something as well. When Paul was writing his letter to the church in Galatia, he said, in Galatians 6, verse 2, carry one another's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. I remember reading this verse in my mom's Good News Bible translation when I was a young girl. I don't know if you're familiar with that translation or not, but on the pages of this Bible, there are intermittent stick figure drawings illustrating various verses. I honestly don't remember any of the other drawings, but I had a vivid picture of this verse in my mind. So out of curiosity, when I was preparing for this podcast, I googled images for Good News Bible, Carry One Another's Burdens. The first picture that popped up was exactly how I had remembered it. There was a row of six people walking toward the left side of the paper. You could tell that there was a seventh just out of view leading the row. Each person had a pack of a various size that they were carrying, and each one was helping the person before them carry theirs. You know what I remembered specifically? The second to last person was a young girl, and the person behind her looked like a grandpa to me. She was carrying her load on her head, and he had his hand underneath it, bearing some of the weight. You know how they say a picture paints a thousand words? In this case, I believe this picture offers wise commentary on this verse. First of all, it was clear that we all have loads. There isn't one of us who never has had a burden to bear. What those burdens are called might be different. We might have different ones at different times in our life as well. Maybe right now, you're in a season of loss and it's weighing you down. Or maybe you're in the season of waiting Waiting can be a heavy weight. Perhaps you have received a diagnosis you never thought you'd hear. Or maybe someone you love is struggling with one, and you've become their caregiver. Maybe your finances are stressing you out. Money's coming in, but not as much as needs to go out. Maybe you're in a season of loneliness or heartache. Perhaps you've been misunderstood and 
are under attack in a way that doesn't allow for you to respond. These are burdens. These are heavy, and we need to help one another bear their weight. Secondly, this picture shows us that burden-bearing crosses generational lines. As a community of believers, while the young and the old each have burdens, the young and the old can also help one another. The young can help the old. The old can help the young. Young can pray. Old can pray. Young can share scripture. So can the old. Young can testify with the way God has met their needs. And so can those who are older. So can everyone in between. Each person has a perspective on God, has a truth that they've learned about God in their life that can help to grow the body. Bearing one another's burdens is important. If we don't, we run the risk of being like the Pharisees. Jesus spoke of them in Matthew 23. He said that everything the Pharisees do is for others to see, and they don't practice what they preach. Referring to Matthew 23 here, verse 5 says, they tie up heavy loads and then they put them on others' shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. They walk around wanting to be honored and greeted and noticed, but they are not willing to serve. Bearing one another's burdens is important. If we do, this verse tells us that we fulfill the law of Christ. What is this law? Now, it's not something spelled out explicitly in the New Testament. This is the law of Christ. In fact, Paul's the only one who refers to it in this way, and the only other time he mentions it is in 1 Corinthians 9, 20 to 21, where he wrote, To the Jews I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law... I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law. So as to win those not having the law. He's talking about the differences between the Jews and the Gentiles. The Jews, the ones to whom the law was given. The Gentiles to the ones he's referring to as those not having the law. Each way he says, I became like them. And then he says he's under Christ's law. What does he mean here? What is Christ's law? Christ's law is a law of love. How do we know this? Because at one point, when Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? He replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. Do you see how bearing one another's burdens fulfills this law? of loving God because we're caring for those he loves, of loving our neighbors, ourselves because we're helping them bear burdens, just as we want others to help us bear ours. When we love in remarkable ways, carrying one another's loads, this brings glory to God, and it helps to show that we are followers of Christ. Jesus told his disciples that in John 13, 34. He says, a new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you. Love one another. By this, all men, those who are followers of Christ, those who are not followers of Christ, by this, by what? Loving one another, all men will know that you are my disciples, that you follow me. Love one another. We need to open our eyes and look around. Who is burdened? If you see something, say something. 
Do something. Find ways to care for those around you. Pray. Share scripture. Share words of encouragement in ways that you have seen God work in your own life relative to what they're going through. Some people seem to be more gifted at this than others, wouldn't you say? Some people just find those ways to care for those. I have friends who are excellent at anticipating needs and strategizing a way to meet them. I believe some people truly are supernaturally gifted for this. The Holy Spirit clearly has gifted them. He's clearly at work in their life, calling attention to needs and enabling them to do it. But this is not an excuse for the rest of us. I can't walk around and say, eh, I don't think I have that gift. I'll be honest, this is not my area of gifting. But even when I ask the Lord to help me see needs that he would like for me to help meet, he is faithful to care for those he loves, and he opens my eyes to help me see ways that I can help. On the flip side of this command, the second half, like I said earlier, I think should be adopted in each community of believers is this. If you need something, say something. So many times people will say, oh man, I really went through this time of struggle and nobody cared. Nobody even reached out. And then when pressed a little bit farther, it's like, well, I mean, I never did tell anybody about what my issue was, but still, they didn't reach out. If you need something, say something. What if you don't? The result could be painful or even deadly. A few years ago, I went to Africa on a mission trip. I traveled with three other people from our church. I was so excited to go. We were there for two weeks. In a nutshell, our itinerary included one week stay at a conference where the book of Luke was being translated. And one week we spent traveling around with the recently completed chapters. The first week we were housed in a convent and translators arrived from all areas of Africa. These dear people actually, they made great sacrifices to attend this conference. These translators came, they took buses, they walked for days, literally, to participate. And as portions of the scripture were completed, the translators would come into a room where we were, and we would record them reading the chapters in their natural languages. It was so exciting to watch their faces as they would listen back, and they would hear scripture being read in a language that they knew their families would understand. It was just, it was amazing. The second week of our trip, as I said, we traveled around, we divided up, and we traveled with these translators and then some other dignitaries from their lands going to meeting places in open fields and covered structures where people gathered to worship. It was really remarkable. Um, before we had left on this mission trip, we were each given a fairly extensive packing list. It included the shots that we needed to get, include bring sunscreen, a long skirt or two, bug spray, a variety of medications, and shower shoes. I could envision the use of all of these things, except for I wasn't really sure why shower shoes were important, but whatever. We arrived there the first night at this common after traveling for 24 hours. Could hardly wait to take a shower. And as I got into the bathroom, I saw next to it, there was a pair of flip-flops already there. But this shower didn't look dirty and it didn't look slippery, so I just didn't use them. The shower itself was one of those square showers. In it, it had one of those handheld devices that you unhook from the wall in order to wash. As I got in the shower that night, twice, my arm felt a huge shock and that shower wand thing was thrown from my arm. I wasn't sure if that was normal or not, but the next day I tried taking a shower again and had the same result. 
This time I thought, oh, maybe the shower shoes were important. I don't know. I mean, they told us to bring them. I thought maybe it was for the next week, but they are right here. So maybe because they're made out of rubber, they're going to do some like grounding or something and prevent this from happening. Nope. Nope. That wasn't the case. Same thing. By now, my right arm had been so sore that it was it was starting to ache from all these shocks. Later that night, I got in bed and I was journaling, writing down about the trip, and I accidentally got ink on the bed cover there. I felt so horrible, and I thought I better wash it off. So I removed it from my bed, got it underneath the mosquito netting, and then I scrubbed it with soap, and then I tried rinsing it again in the shower. And I thought, well, maybe it's the hot water heater that for some reason is creating something weird. So I thought, I'll use cold water instead. So I kneeled on the floor outside of the shower basin this time, took the shower head off with cold water, and was trying to rinse off this bed cover that I had just um, cleaned. Same thing. As I lay in bed that night, I'm like, oh man, my arm, I can barely write. It's getting so weak. So the next day I thought, I'm just going to shower with my left arm instead. And I started troubleshooting some more. I thought, you know what? It might be something with the lights in the bathroom, something electrical there. So next day, I showered in the dark with cold water using my left hand. I couldn't tell my shampoo from my conditioner. Once I dropped my soap, I never found it again. I wasn't even very great at using the shower wand with my left hand to begin with, but that didn't even matter because it wasn't long before another huge shock went through my body and my arm threw the wand outside of the basin, spraying water in the dark on my clothes and everything else I couldn't see. I got out wrapped in a towel, turned on the lights, surveyed the damage and thought, I've got to tell somebody about this. So after I got ready, I ate a granola bar, I hung my wet clothes and everything else all around the room, I went down to the meeting area. I asked the other woman who was on the trip with us, I said, what on earth are you doing about the shower shocks? She looked at me, she's like, the what? I'm like, the shower shocks. I said, I can barely carry my bag of books and brushing my hair this morning was nearly impossible. My arms are just aching after these showers with all these shocks. She asked a little bit further, so I explained to her what was happening. I told her this morning I just tried everything. I tried showering the dark with cold water with my left hand while wearing these slippery shower shoes, and I was still getting shocked. I didn't want to be a complainer, but I honestly did not think I could do it anymore. She said, okay, ours is fine. She said, maybe you should talk to our contact at the comment and see what was going on. So I told him all about my shower shouting shower shocking, and the troubleshooting efforts. He called in a maintenance man. He explored what was happening there, and they found an electrical short in the, sh- in the ceiling. I ended up being moved to another room while they fixed it. They came over to me, and they said, you know what? You are actually lucky to be alive. And then they asked, why didn't you say anything sooner about this? I said, well, actually, first of all, I'm super glad my time had not yet come. And thank you so much for fixing this. And I said, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to complain or be a burden. I've said that other times too. I didn't want to complain or be a burden. Maybe you've said that. But please take it from me. If you need something, say something. Because I am convinced if we do, if we humble ourselves, if we're vulnerable, if we say, I can't figure this out. I am 
heavily laden with this burden that I'm trying to carry on my own. I can't do it. Can you please come alongside of me? Remember, we all have burdens. Some seasons we might have more than others. Some seasons we may have less. We might be able to come alongside of someone and and bear more of the weight that they're carrying. Whatever it is, whatever the season, please, if you see something, say something. Many good stories are going to continue to be told that can bring glory to God as we fulfill the law of Christ to love one another by bearing each other's burdens. If you see something, say something, do something. If you need something, say something too. And to God be the glory.